Dada, I have all these things to do, but I don't have enough time. How can I get all this done? That's a good question. This is Leonard Neiman, and you're listening to the podcast Understand Life. And with me today, I have... Alyssa Neiman. And... Malka Neiman. The last couple weeks, we've been talking about budgeting. This week, we're going to talk about budgeting time. How do you think budgeting time and budgeting money are similar or different? Money is a thing you can earn. Time, not so much. (laughs) How do you earn money? By working. So you spend what? Oh, some of your time working. Yep. So you can turn time into money, right? I guess. That is a great point, Alyssa. You can turn time into money by working. Can you turn money into time? No. I wish. You can't really turn money into time. You can indirectly turn money into time, right? If someone has a whole lot of money, but they're about to die... Can they spend money to prolong their life? No. Maybe, in the sense of there might be some medical things that cost money that might prolong your life. In general, the answer is not directly. Not the way that you turn time into money, which is just you spend time doing a certain thing, you get paid for it. You can indirectly turn money into time. Like we just talked about, maybe medical treatments. If you're sick and you have money and you spend it on medicine, that medicine might make it so that you live longer. That's an indirect way you can turn money into time. Another indirect way you can turn money into time is by paying for something which will give you more time. Like a car. You're correct. That's a great example. Another example is, have you heard of a Roomba? Yes. Mm -hmm. What is it? Isn't that the thing that cleans your floors if you program it to? Yeah. If you buy a Roomba, then you don't have to spend time sweeping or mopping or whatever yourself. So that's a great example of how spending money on a thing, a Roomba, can give you a little more time. How else are time and money similar or different? Money is an actual thing that you can hold. Sure. Money is tangible and time is not. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's true. Is there a difference in how we budget time and money because one is tangible and one is not? Kind of. How so? Well, money, if you save it up, it's always going to be yours, right? Until you die. But time, you can't do that. Time is now. Right here, right now is when you have this spot open. Tomorrow, you might not have enough time to do this. Yes, I completely agree, Alyssa. What you're saying is you can save money, but to save time, it doesn't work the same way, right? Yes. That's correct. There's a big difference. By doing things faster, you spend less time, and then you can spend that time in a different way, correct? Yeah. So they're still saving time or saving money, but there is a little difference there, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a both similarity and difference then. Any other ideas? There's limited amount of both. There is. Do you have an infinite amount of either? No. No. I have another idea. Yeah. For both of them, you choose how to spend them. You have a choice on how you spend your time. Yeah. And how you spend your money, right? Yep. If you have homework to do, then now you shouldn't be playing on electronics, right? Mm Because that's not spending your time wisely. There's things we often say you have to do with your time or your money. Like you have to go to work or you 
have to pay taxes. Technically, you don't have to do those things, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You could choose not to pay taxes. But then you'd have a bad life. Then you have a consequence, right? The consequence with taxes means you might go to jail. The consequence if you don't go to work means you won't have any money. So there's consequences associated with how you choose to spend your time or your money, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. As your parents, do we tell you that you have to spend your time or your money in a certain way sometimes? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Both of them, right? Yep. But once you're an adult, are we going to tell you the same thing? Mm-hmm. No. We might tell you that you should, <laughs> but we won't tell you that you have to. So you get a choice on how you spend your time and how you spend your money. Yep. So that's a great way in how time and money are similar. Like you have if a you don't get your mom's present... And your mom will yell at you. Well, yeah, or your dad might yell at you, right? Mm -hmm. If you spend your money on your mom's present, then your mom will be happy, which you want that. But you won't have the money left. But if you don't get your mom a present, then your dad might yell at you, but you also have the money still. Yeah, you choose how to spend it, but how you spend it has consequences. Yep. Any other similarities that you guys can think of between time and money? Can you think of any? Those are the big ones. The big ones are you have a limited amount of both and you choose how to spend it. The big difference is I think we already covered. First one was that time can be turned into money, mm -hmm. but money cannot directly get put into time, but it can indirectly influence it. And then the second one is that time just keeps marching on. Whereas money, if you don't spend it, you still have it. If I go and lay down on a couch and I fall asleep for a few hours, did I spend any money? Nope. No. No. But did I spend time? Yes. Yeah. So in order to spend less time, I have to make a conscious choice in how to spend my time and be more efficient with it. In order to spend less money, I just have to not choose to spend money, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So that's a huge difference, isn't it? Mm -hmm, yep. Yeah. Both are difficult, aren't they? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of people have difficulties with budgeting money, which is why we had a podcast on that already. Almost everybody has difficulties on budgeting their time perfectly. It's pretty much impossible. And the reason is because of this last one we talked about. It takes time to make sure that you are spending your time wisely. It doesn't take money, probably, to make sure you're spending your money wisely. So your question was, how can I get all this done, right? Yeah, is it like making a list? A schedule, maybe? A schedule is a great point. So there's a few different practical ways to try and spend your time more wisely. The first one is to invest your time in being more efficient. When we talk about investing money, we mean you put money aside so that it will grow so that you will have more money later. The same kind of concept can be done with time also. You can spend time now, quote, invest your time in order to make sure that you are more efficient later. The way that you can do that is by making things like a schedule or goals or especially systems. If I make a goal, but I don't change my behavior to reach that goal, does that goal really do me any good? Not really. No. Not really. But if I make a goal and then I figure out what it is that I need to do in order to reach the goal and my behavior changes because of that, is that valuable? Yes. Yes. So spending time doing that will help you to feel like you are spending your time more wisely because you are achieving your goals. And you're making a schedule does the same thing. If you have a system 
a plan in place to do the things that are important to get done, then you don't have to think about it every time. Another invention that's on those same lines is a checklist. Do I have a checklist when I'm going to go out the door in the morning? Yep. And the reason is so that I don't forget things, but I don't have to spend tons of time thinking about what it is that I don't forget. And right? also, on your phone, you have a list of things you want to do. Yes, I have a to-do list, right? Mm-hmm. Organizing that to-do list would fall into this category, too. This is something that a lot of people do poorly. Everybody has a hundred things that they could do with their time. And a lot of people will spend the time to write those things down on some sort of to-do list so that they don't forget about them. Mm -hmm. right? But if that to-do list is not organized such that every time they need to figure out what to do, they have to go and look at the whole list of a hundred things to figure out which thing to do. Is that a good use of their time? Nope. That'll no. take like 20 minutes just to do that. Well, it will take some time, right? Mm -hmm. Your system for doing a to-do list should make sure that you're getting your top priorities done. But you want it to be that you're only looking at really your top priorities. So how do you know what your top priorities are? Well, the reason priorities are a little difficult with to-dos is because there's two parts. There's importance and urgency. What's the difference? I don't know. What's the most important thing in my life, you think? God. Your family. God. God, yep. And then... Your family. Then my family. Yep. Then your children. Yeah, you're part of my family. Yep. Yeah. And then other things, right? And work is maybe pretty close after that. And then after that, maybe there's friends and other fun things, right? So that's kind of like my importance list. But just because my family is more important than work, does that mean I never go to work? No. No. Because there's some urgency, some things that I need to do right now for work. Yep. It's like me in school. Yep. If family comes before school, doesn't mean I shouldn't go to school just to spend more time with my family. Yeah, exactly. I should still go to school. Right. And so that is a difficulty that we as humans often have. The way that we don't set priorities well is because we feel like, oh, well, this is urgent. It needs to be done now, like going to work. And so we do that. And then sometimes we don't get done things that would have actually been more important. Has it happened mm -hmm. to you before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, when you're deciding what to do, if there's one thing that's your most important thing and it's the most urgent thing, is it hard to figure out what to do? Oh, then no. It's easy to know what to do then, right? Yeah. But what if you have these things that are high importance, but these other things that are high urgency and they don't really line up exactly, how do you know what to do right now? You go with the urgency. <laughs> well, that's an option, but then what happens is sometimes you don't get to the high priority ones. And if you go to the priority one only, then you'll end up missing a lot of deadlines that you probably could have met because you didn't care about the urgency. Do either of those sound good? No. So you have to come up with some system in order to combine both importance and urgency. You could go back and forth. You could go back and forth. That's a great idea. So that is one of the ways to do it is to schedule time for low urgency, high priority things. And the rest of the time you do your high urgency things. You normally kind of work on your highest urgency stuff, but then you set aside specific time for high priority things. Like you might set aside a specific couple hours for your family because that's your high priority item. Or you know, if you have a high priority task to do at work or at home or somewhere else, then you can set aside specific time to work on that 
And when other things come up, you're like, nope, I don't care about my urgency because I'm going to do that thing that's the highest priority. Okay. Does that make sense? So that is one way. The other way, which this is my preferred way, is to have a list that is in terms of importance and then schedule based on urgency while always confirming that you'll have enough time for the more important items. If I have three things on my list to do that are in priority order, right? Number one's the top priority, number two's the second, number three is the the least important out of those three, number four is next, right? But if the first thing that's due is number three, then what I need to do is look at, can I get one and two done after I do number three? And if the answer is yes, if I can get those done before their deadline, then I should make sure I get through number three done before its deadline. Does that make sense? Yeah. Then I have a number four, and let's say its deadline is sooner than number three. You go, oh, well, if I do number four, I can get it done by its deadline, but then I won't have enough time to do number three, then should I do number four? No. No. Then I should let the person know that number four isn't going to happen, and I should get number three done instead. So that is the way that I try to do things. But it works best when you have a relatively short list where you can say, oh, yeah, this is the priorities. Okay, yep, I'll have enough time to get that done. I'll have enough time to get that done. I can do this, right? If you have a super long list, sometimes that's hard to deal with. But you don't actually need a physical list as long as mentally you know the things that are higher priority than the thing you're working on. Because if there's a whole bunch of stuff that's a lower priority, you don't even have to think about it, right? Yeah. Okay. Investing in a system so that you don't have to do that would be valuable. Everybody has their own system. I have one at some point. I could go through that with you guys. Spending time creating those systems so that later you don't have to spend as much time is valuable. That's a way of investing your time, right? So I invested some time in making a checklist up and I put it on my butcher block and every day I can spend just a few seconds checking my checklist so that I don't have to drive back to the house because I forgot something after I start to drive away, right? I don't have to spend five minutes thinking, do I have everything? Uh, Let's go through my whole day and figure out if I need anything. That checklist makes me much more efficient. The second practical thing is to invest money in things that will give you more time. Did we talk about this already? Uh-huh. There's a famous study about money to happiness by uh, Danny Kahneman. Kahneman won the Nobel Prize in Economics. Nobel Prize! And he had a famous study about happiness based on how much people make. And what the study found is that on average throughout the U.S., for the most day-to-day happiness, people only need to make about $75,000 a year. Which, to some people listening to this, might go, wow, that's a lot. But to other people might go, wow, that's not very much at all. Depends on where you are, right? But a lot of people think that making more and more money will make them more happy, and that's not necessarily true. The biggest reason is because there's usually a cost associated with making more money. The big cost is what? Time. Exactly. One interesting thing is that a more recent study by Purdue University has shown that people that are achieving their long-term goals actually need a little bit more than 75K on average to have the ideal happiness. It's a little more like 100K per year. And the reason is because that 75K only allots for what you're currently spending to live. That extra $25,000 is what people can or should be investing toward retirement. So if you're doing all those other things that you should be with your money, then that means it's more like 100K is the average. The point of the studies is not to figure out $100,000. That's it. Work to that and then stop. The real lesson is don't take a job just because it makes more money. You need to think about how that's going to affect your happiness 
and especially how it's going to affect your time. Time and money. Time, though, is the big one, right? Yeah. This is another indirect way how you can turn money into time is you can have more time by spending less time making money, right? So if you have a choice between a job that pays more, but you have to work more hours, you could choose not to take that job, which is a way of, quote, spending money. The money that you're, quote, spending is the money that you're not making in the first place. But what you're getting is the extra time that you're not spending making that money. Does uh-huh. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Another way to invest your money in things that will give you more time is to hire people to do stuff. So if you have the money, then don't feel bad about paying other people to do things if you don't necessarily want to do them. A lot of middle class, especially lower middle class people, have this feeling that they're being like uppity. Do you know what that means? Like that it's weird to hire someone else to do something for them that they could do for themselves. Some people might call you lazy. Exactly. They might think of themselves as being lazy if they hire something out that they could do themselves. Mm-hmm. But it's not if you're doing it deliberately and intelligently. The intelligent way to do that is to have an amount of money that your time is worth. Essentially an hourly rate. Now that hourly rate can't be the same amount that you're getting paid at your job, usually. Most people, like me, I don't get to say, oh well this week I want to work 20 hours a week and get paid the same hourly rate. Next week I want to work 60 hours and get paid the same hourly rate. It just doesn't work that way. Most well-paying jobs don't have a defined hourly rate. Instead, they just have a defined job. This has to get done, and this is how much money you get. And then it ends up working out to about an hourly rate, right? But it's not that I can just say, well, I'm going to put an extra 10 hours this week to make more money. Some jobs are like that, though. Some jobs, you can do that. You can say, I'm going to put in more hours and get paid more money. If you have a job that's like that, where you can spend five hours doing something at home, or you could instead spend those five hours going to work and it's no difference, right? Then what your hourly rate is, is the amount that you get paid at your job. For most people where that's true, they've already figured that out though, (laughs) right? For the rest of us, that's not true. So that means we can't use our quote hourly rate by just dividing the amount we make in a year, divided by the number of hours we worked and boom, that's our hourly rate. It has to be less than that. It obviously can't be more than that because if it was more than that, then we shouldn't be working that job. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So it's going to be less than that. My number is about 20 to 25% of my gross hourly rate at work. Let's say, just to make the numbers easy, I make $100 an hour. I don't make $100 an hour. Okay. (laughs) But to make the numbers easy, my hourly rate that I think of for paying other people is 20 to 25% roughly of my rate. So if I was making $100 an hour at work, then that means if I can pay somebody 20 or maybe even up to $25 per hour to do something for me, I should go ahead and do that, right? That happens quite a bit. There might be things where I can pay other people to do that. Also, I should compare my time to my money, not the other person's time. Can you do some things faster than me or at least faster than Alyssa, mm-hmm. right? But I can do some things faster than you, right? Mm-mm. No, nothing? Mm-mm. Nothing. Nothing? You can do things faster than me. Okay. Thank you, Alyssa, for playing along. What matters is not how long the other person is going to do it. If I hire an experienced plumber, he's probably going to be able to do things a lot faster than I am because I'm not amazing at plumbing, especially not if it has to do with soldering. 
that is not good at soldering. So what I need to compare is not the amount of time it would take them to do the job. So if I call a plumber and he says, oh, my hourly rate is $40 an hour. And I go, ooh, that's a lot more than I'm willing to pay. That doesn't necessarily mean I should do it myself. Because if he can do the job, but he's only going to charge me for maybe one hour. Because it's a job that would take less than that, right, or whatever. So I have to pay him $40 total. But it would take me four hours between going to Lowe's and picking up stuff and playing with it because I'm not very good at it. And, you know, it's going to be a four hour job. Maybe it's still worth it to me because then that's an equivalent of only being $10 an hour. And so if I, depending on how much I make, that might be where I go, yeah, you know what? I'm just going to pay him to do it. Okay. So the practical things are invest your time and spend your money on things that will give you more time. The third one is be sure that you are deciding on how to spend your time. So this is very similar to the first. It's kind of like having a plan for your time. Do we have a family meeting every week? Yeah. Yeah. And at that family meeting, what do we do? Tell each other about the schedule. Yeah. The schedule for the week is a lot like the budget for the week, right? It's the way we're budgeting our time that week. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So make sure that you are spending your time the way that you want to be spending it. And you're deciding on that ahead of time. We've talked about before, if we don't have a plan for a Saturday, then what happens? At the end of the day, Saturday, we go, hey, we were lazy. We go, wow, how did the whole day go by? And we didn't get much done. The reason that happens is because we didn't have a schedule. Do you guys think that you're pretty clear now on how you can get stuff done, how to budget your time? Mm-hmm. Yes. Thanks, sir. Dada. Yeah, pretty good? Yep. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for listening. We've already had people ask what they can do to help us. Right now, the number one thing we need is listeners. So that means having you continue to listen, which I hope you just want to do because you liked it. And telling others about the podcast. That is what we want most of all. But if you're looking to help us out financially, that would be really, really awesome. You can do that by becoming our patron at Patreon. For those of you who hadn't heard of Patreon, it's a website that helps us as creators to engage with our supporters and receive your financial support. You can get there by going to patreon.com slash understand life. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash all one word understand life. Thank you so much for your support. Let's do a quick recap. So you can budget your time just like your money, right? And you should invest your time in things like schedules, to-do lists, etc. in order to get the most important things done, which includes spending time with your family, right? Mm-hmm. And be willing to spend money as appropriate in order to have more time, either by working less or by buying something or paying someone else to do something so that you can get more time. And then finally, find a system that works for you to make sure that you're getting done as much as you can on time, but especially you're getting all your most important items done. Does that make sense? Yep. Does that that work? Yep. You think you're pretty clear? Yep. Okay. Awesome. Here, give me five. Peace out. Peace out. Peace out. Thanks, and I hope you tune in next time to Understand Life.